Hello, and welcome to the 44th episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast that voted for Metzler, you Betzler. I am your host, Jared. To my left is... Mikey. Nick. Eric. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, He's I doing it out of spite well, now. Yeah. No, Jared, I was just going to ask you a question. Uh, you're not that close. We know what you're doing, Mike. First it's off, right. can you move your mic to where you want it to sit and then not pick it up and slam it down every time? Yeah, that would be slamming cool. It. So let's just, let's just move our hands away from the mic and then ask me the question. This makes me feel like Rambo, though. You remember Rambo 2 when he's calling Murdoch? I barely remember that movie, even though that is the only one of the yeah. Rambos I thought was worth anything. Well, but you got to get the audio. Of the fingers gripping around the stand, though. Well, oh, I, did the... I do remember that part. Okay. See, so I'm, I'm coming kind of really for you, Murdoch. Is that two? Yeah. That was when he was trapped by the Vietnamese, getting you know interrogated by the Russians. James Cameron wrote that movie? It was First really? Blood Part 2? Yeah. Yeah, First Blood Part 2. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. I, I'd have to look into it, but I remember that, seeing that from a long Wouldn't time ago. Wouldn't that be Second Blood? Uh, what have you guys been watching this week? All sorts of stuff. That's because... Can you give me some paper from over there? Because I'm not working like a crooked <laughs> bum. No, I have officially uh, fulfilled all of my contractual days of employment for nice. the school district. For two months, you got a for, furlough? Yeah, I got two months off. So, nice. Did you see. participate in the class election by I chance? Say, did you rig anything? Uh, Is that no, why I didn't. You're um, no. I did uh, think about you when we watched elections. Uh, I will get into some of that uh, <laughs> yeah. realities of yeah. teaching when we get there, but... Uh, no, yeah, so let's see. What have I watched this week? I've watched all of uh, True Detective. Which is amazing. Yeah, sorry. Eric, have you Eric, watched that yet? I know we were going to no, watch it together, right. but I was really bored. Uh, Eric's real busy. Yeah. Probably couldn't have uh, met your schedules up or anything. I, I fell back in love with Destiny, <laughs> so, you know. Oh, oh, crying out loud. I also watched season three and four of Eastbound and Down. Oh, yes. And nice. It redeems it. itself. Yeah, it does. Yes. It's, it's pretty darn good. Uh, and a couple other things probably that I don't remember in a lot of baseball. So it's been pretty good. Yeah. I think until I've only been the... off for three days, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully until the beginning of November, uh, it's implied that we've been watching, uh, baseball. Yeah. Yep. Uh, hopefully. Right. Uh, Mikey, what about you? You seeing anything good this week? I didn't watch any baseball. I don't have an antenna. Okay. <sighs> and I don't have cable. Did you or watch anything? You have Netflix. Yeah, but you can't watch baseball on Netflix. Mikey, did you watch anything good this week or anything <laughs> oh, at all? Oh, I thought so, we were so you're the, the great derailer. <laughs> so what you're saying is your cabin in the woods that you used to make explosives doesn't mm-hmm. have any uh, TV out hey, there? Hey, didn't we just go over the government listens to this? Come on now. <laughs> uh, that would explain some of the facial hair I'm seeing. Yeah, but you didn't shave. See, I shaved under the neck. Uh, See, all yeah. the crazy people, they don't shave under the neck. That's true. See, <laughs> so, uh, Mikey pointed over to Eric. Yes. And we laughed in case, yeah, yeah. He, he thought because no matter would be able to see it, yeah. no matter how many times I remind him, <laughs> Mikey doesn't realize not that a, people can't see him. It's not on a this visual podcast. medium. Yeah. Well, I, I just assume that they would assume that it's Eric. Because so, most Mikey, of the time it did is. you watch right. anything this week? <laughs> he still hasn't <laughs> answered the question. Trailer Park Boys. Oh, I watched a lot of trailers. Number 20? Oh, gosh, dude. I'm way over 20. 20 times, sir? Did you watch anything new? No. Let's just say. Eric, no. did you watch oh, anything this week? I, I didn't, no. Just, uh, just some Destiny. baseball and a little TV and Dustin. Yeah. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched two movies that I thought uh, I should mention. Um, for some reason, and this is one of those movies, I would never watch this movie except 
one time I was mad at myself because I'd spent too long looking for a movie to watch, and then I just was like, whatever, I'm going to watch it. Been there. <laughs> I watched mm-hmm. The Internship. Oh, with, yeah? Really? Um, uh, what's her name? Owen Wilson and, and uh, uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Okay. And I like both of those guys. Yeah. The movie, to me, I, if there is ever a movie on autopilot, like, those guys aren't acting. They, are, they read the script, and they're like, here, just let me throw it out there kind of thing like <laughs> it's no, no one's trying very hard it's no wedding crashers for that duo no it's not a wedding crashers wedding crashers was fantastic but yet at the end of the day i like those two guys enough that even though this movie seems kind of sloppy and i understood everything that i was supposed to understand within five minutes of the film starting i still liked it it, it was enjoyable One um was, uh they're funny enough to Give it a pass. Sure. For me, too, I'm curious to watch it just to see what their take on working at Google is like. You know what, man? That's one of the more interesting aspects of that movie is knowing that there's a corporate monster, basically, that's held over the film. And how does Google... Is Google okay with this portrayal? There's some... There is some very, like... I'm surprised Google let them do that kind of things in that movie. They seem like a pretty laid back company, though. Yeah, like I know they're huge and billionaire, you know, billions and billions of dollars coming in. Yes, up. but as far as corporate companies go, they seem like the hippies of the corporate companies. Yeah. So yeah. I could see it. Like they'd probably be doing themselves a disservice to say anything about it. Just as a side note, if anybody's interested in reading nonfiction, uh, the book in the Plex, I would highly recommend. If you like in Google. Uh, that is indispensable. It's one of the best nonfiction books I've ever read. Oh, oh. I did watch Citizen Four. I forgot to mention that. Citizen what Four, is Citizen which Four? Which is exactly? the Edward Snowden yeah, the documentary. Who is Edward it. Snowden? Just so we know, he's the guy that basically um, broke open the whole NSA spying oh, case, and like now he's living in man. Moscow and everything. So, does the movie paint guy. him as a hero, not a hero, or somewhere in between? This is a documentary, by the way. Yeah, I don't. It, it, they really didn't paint him in as as a hero. It was more one of those things where they just had the cameras there when they did everything, which I didn't know that. Like whenever he originally released the YouTube video, yeah, like they had documentary film crew there, like and they recorded all the way up to that. And you know what? Point. I'll say this now: having never researched anything to do with Edward Snowden, I will say this. It comes off as this guy's not genuine. He's doing it for publicity. He had a documentary film crew there when he first started. No, no, started no. That it. was Glenn Greenwald. That was the media that did that. The media brought the documentary film crew. I should say that because he. Well, I'll make turning this into an Edward Snowden show. Basically, whenever he decided to, you know, divulge this information. He got a hold of this guy that worked for a paper, and I forgot. He which got one. a hold of someone. Edward Snowden well, got a hold of. of if you're going to break a story, well, right, you have if to you're alert the media or you have to, in some yeah, right. I mean, I guess. Otherwise, so, you're just yelling it into the air, right? Sure. And he got a hold of Glenn Greenwald, and then there was another guy, and then also the documentary filmmaker, apparently, which I had no idea existed. It was really sounds good. interesting. It, I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah. I don't really care about it, to be honest with you. Am I the only person in America who doesn't give a crap if the government's listening to my? phone calls i i'm in the same area i understand (laughs) why some people are worried about it it's that it's that whole slippery slope thing i understand that i guess but part of me is just like well like i mean if they want to hear me order pizzas and talk about fart jokes with my brothers and this reminds me of a time i got pulled over when i was younger 
uh, and the cop wanted to search my vehicle. And I'm always been told like, don't let him search your vehicle, blah blah blah. Right. Uh, ask for blah blah. I I remember thinking as soon as the guy asked me like, what do I do? And then I thought to myself, and I kind of laughed. And I went, sure, because I thought to myself, all this guy is going to find is. Taco Bell bean burrito wrappers. <laughs> He's just going to be embarrassed. Was the for cop you. like, uh, you eat all this in a week? Or, uh? <laughs> well, you know. He's like, I have to take you to jail for being such a slob. <laughs> right. Uh, he ended up, something about my reaction to could I search my vehicle? He decided not to search my vehicle. Oh, really? Because I was interested. Like, I have nothing to hide. But I'd be curious. I don't know what he'd find in my. I don't know. Yeah. So There's talking about the search. NSA like tapping calls and all that, mm-hmm. there is a good chance that uh, had I continued on my path with going into the Air Force. Yep. Because uh, actually, for anyone out there that doesn't know that I joined the Air Force Air Force in like '03 and then didn't get to go on a medical reason, but the job that I was going it's called for, laziness. No, that was not it. Let's not make Let's not make fun of that, Jared. Can you give me that one? No. I'll keep going. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it was a medical reason. I was pretty crushed when I didn't get to go. But the job I was going for was signals intelligence, and I was going to be trained like at the NSA headquarters, mm-hmm. probably doing the exact same type of stuff that was going on there with Snowden. So, whew, really missed the bullet on that one. You, know? you would have been roommates. Yeah, best friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other movie I watched this week was Wish I Was Here, starring Zach Braff. Do you guys know of this movie? I've heard yes. of this. It was a crowdfunded i don't know where it was crowdfunded yeah. from which i know a lot of people are mad at him because it's like that Just, guy can get meetings yeah. he can and so why is he going this route where this is usually reserved for people that cannot get projects off the ground one thing i like about doing it that way though is you because you show that you have the money in advance you get a lot more control about what you want to do with the movie that's what i was thinking like i don't care who it is if you if somebody's giving you money to make something then they have a say in what you get to make and yeah why wouldn't you want to be able to just well, do whatever? Well, I'll tell you, want? you this: the movie's okay. Yeah. Um. You know what? Maybe it did need some studio intervention, yeah. though. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It looked interesting, but have I have you guys did ever see seen it. what's the first one he did? Garden State. Yeah, Garden, Garden State. State. I liked. I think Garden State is amazing. Right. And this movie just feels very sloppily put together. You know, I can even tell sometimes the low budgetness of the film really gets in the way mm. of it, and. A lot of times, some of the jokes are just so obvious. Like, there's the he he interacts with this Jewish priest most of the film. Okay, and the guy is just a walking talking those are, those are called caricature. Rabbis, yeah, by the way, yeah, sure. <laughs> He's a walking talking caricature. Well, Jared didn't want to confine him to a you know specific role because he's a human being. Right. You know, he didn't want to make him a caricature of a normal rabbi. title. Okay. okay. Well, there's anyway. <laughs> he's a rabbi. Yeah. Man, what are you going to do? Jewish people don't have priests. <laughs> Why not? A rabbi and a priest they're not walked Catholics. into a bar. <laughs> What'd you say? A rabbi and a priest walked into a bar. All right, let's stop there. Yeah. Um, oh. Interesting. I would give it a mild recommendation. It's not a bad film, but it's nothing. The trailer I saw for it really made me think, like, this is going to be one of my favorite movies of the year, and it just was oh, middle right. of the road. Um, I did want to talk about something with Netflix that seems to be making people lose their minds right now. Is sometime this week it got known that Netflix is going to start testing the integration of commercials into their service. Oh, now, I'll before be you freak out, because I'm about to flip it, the clickbaits made it. That's how the clickbaits presented it. 
The true story is what's going to happen is if you click on their material every once in a while, you'll get a trailer for a Netflix original show or movie. That's it. Not third party. Okay. It's kind of like when you watch something on HBO Go. A, nope, a but not in the middle. But wait a minute. You're paying for Netflix. You don't pay subscription base. You don't get commercials. I'm okay with it when I get it on HBO. You know what? My well, satellite radio, which <laughs> when, when people talk about no commercials on satellite radio, like if you're on uh, a music channel, you get commercials for Sirius. Yeah. Like, they'll do stuff for their own channels. Like, it's not like you, it's just straight music back-to-back. Sounds like, like a slippery slope. Well, I was going to yeah. say, that definitely just kind of sounds It does. I think it makes a lot of sense, though. To me, it makes a lot of sense for their service. Because uh, Netflix spends a lot of money on their original programming. And if it's not any more popular than the stuff that they buy, then Netflix is going to stop doing it. But, dude... They sit there, and every time they come out with something new, it's plastered right on the screen when you That's log a good in. Point. I mean, That's true, they have control if over their advertisement. If people don't see already. a trailer, they are much less likely to watch it. Right. Well, all right, make the case trailers. in point. Bloodline. Case in point. Bloodline. Make the That's trailers true. optional. I was gonna say, I think everything like that they wanted me to watch, I've known about, but Bloodlines, I didn't really. Well, know and about. you, you have to understand that us four guys here are probably a little bit more attuned to that kind of thing. Like the average person that watch, there's a lot of people that have no idea that Netflix has original programming. If I asked, if I asked my wife, I don't think people know that about house of cards. Come on. I don't, I'm telling you, I don't think Christy knows that uh, house of cards is a Netflix original show. She knows it's a a show that we watch on Netflix. Hmm. Interesting. But it has the big Netflix logo right but on top of it. But you and me and every other person at this table, are, again, are a little bit more attuned than the average person's going to be. So I think it's a smart... You know, it's like when I... Again, when you watch something on HBO Go, there's a commercial for an HBO product. I don't mind as long as they're not interrupting movies. They won't be. And they've promised that they won't be. And they're not even entertaining the idea of third-party advertisements either. It's going to be... For Netflix produced the, material, I will make. I'll make a promise. The day there is a commercial on Netflix, I'm canceling my subscription. Yeah, I would 100%. too. The thing is, the one of the cool things about Netflix is they actually do respond. Yeah. Uh, do you guys remember that when they raise the price? Yeah. yeah. Not just raise the price. I mean, that was ridiculous. Uh, I don't even. It was one of the worst corporate mistakes that I've ever seen. Yet, you know what? They came back from it. And you didn't get a message from some random person that unidentified at Netflix. It was the CEO that came out right. and spoke yep. out about, I made a mistake, you know, yep. please, you know, we're going to try and do better in the future kind of thing. Yep. I was never that upset about that. I felt like yeah. the, getting the movies in the mail, I never really used it anyway. I was just kind of like, it actually saved me a little bit of money at the time. I was fine with it. It was just, it was so badly handled from almost every aspect that they could have. There were some good ideas that still are implemented in the way Netflix does business, but they were done more well thought out way uh, after people just basically were like, well, forget you. Yeah. All right, boys. Oh, speaking of things I watched this week, watched um, American Masters. I don't know. There's a Mel Brooks documentary on Netflix I mm-hmm. watched. Mm, pretty darn interesting. If you're a Mel Brooks fan, it's I've pretty it's pretty cool. Do you yeah. need to be a fan to watch it? Um, I mean, if you aren't, 
you'll get the story of somebody's movie career who you don't know anything about. So I, yeah, probably because I only mildly like Mel Brooks. Well, really? here's the thing: it's more about Mel Brooks comedy than him as a movie maker. And in fact, you kind of get the idea through the whole thing that Mel Brooks isn't a movie maker. Yeah. He's just a guy who loves comedy, who made comedy in every way he possibly could. And I kind of gained, I'm a big Mel Brooks fan. I don't think his movies are fantastic cinema in any, I mean, there's a couple young Frankenstein. Probably. Frankenstein is my favorite. He has some it's movies that are sense. good movies, but generally I just think his stuff is really funny. Um, uh, so, I'm a big fan, and I thought it was pretty darn entertaining. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're ready to get into the movie of the week. So, let's head on over there. Got it all buffered up. Okay. Let's go. All right. The movie that Nick picked this week is from 1999. It's called Election. And it stars Matthew Broderick, Reese Witherspoon, Chris Klein, and that girl who I never saw again, Jessica Campbell, I think her name is. She was in uh, Freaks and Geeks. I don't even remember. Yeah. She's not the main girl? Um, No. She ends up being Seth Rogen's romantic interest at the, okay. towards the end of the show. Uh, yeah, I remember who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she's actually from St. Louis. Really? Uh, this guy I went to college with, we were watching Freaks and Geeks together, and he's like, I think I went to high school with that girl. And so we looked her up, and yeah, apparently he did. Interesting. Yeah. Did you guys know that Thora Birch from American Beauty was supposed to play her character? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, similar kind of look. Very similar. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I remember uh, at one point, I don't remember when this was, but I remember thinking like, you know, this kind of seems like a Thor Birch type character. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it just said that there was some discrepancy. I have no idea what that meant. I didn't. I didn't look into it anymore. Well, uh, what 1999? What was she doing? Uh, American, American Beauty. Beauty. Yeah. So yeah. maybe this is a good thing for her career, right? Yep. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I like Thora Birch. Where is she? That's a good question. She disappeared. Man. I don't know. I haven't seen her in anything. For she a was while. in a couple of things right in a row, and then yeah, I think she made some like independent film films, maybe. And yeah. Stuff that just she was in got Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened yeah. to her. Have, has anyone else seen that movie at this table? No. Yeah. How awful is it? I remember it being embarrassingly yeah. bad. It was yeah. one of those times when you're not proud to be a geek. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they were. It wasn't giving you a good oh, name. You embarrassed the, all the nerds. All right, guys. Uh, let's yeah, go true. around and give our star ratings for the film. I'm going to give Election, no doubt about it, five stars. Mikey. I'll give it four. Hmm. I was going to give it four. I'm going to go four and a half. Okay. Interesting. Let's start off by talking about what we did like about the movie. Uh, Eric, why don't you start us off? I was impressed by how stylized this was. I was not expecting that much style in a movie like this. Before you continued, uh, does everyone know who the director of this movie is? Alexander, Alexander Payne. Payne. Yeah. No. Uh, he's the guy that did About Schmidt, uh, The Descendants, oh, uh, wow. Nebraska. Yeah, he's oh, wow. done good stuff. He is fantastic. Is Nebraska on Netflix? It is. Yes, it is. Interesting. Yep. Mm. Uh he I just I love the way that guy makes movies. Yeah. And this was my very first like he's made a movie before this called Citizen Ruth, I think. 
I have never seen it. It always looked pretty good. Election was the first time I ever saw one of his movies and was just blown away by Supposedly him. one of the newspapers in here yeah. has a thing <laughs> where if you actually read what it says, it talks about how hard it is to write stuff for movie newspapers. And if you're doing this, you're wasting your time. You should probably go watch it. Some was a, uh, there was a Simpsons episode where uh, they were watching something on TV. I think it was like... A list of people who were gay they ran on the news when they, everybody <laughs> they thought the world was going to end and they, they were like yeah here's the list of everybody who's gay and I like slowed it down just to read what it said and like it just said a bunch of funny stuff and but then at the end it's like if you're watching this you have too much time on your hands like, yeah. <laughs> something like that and I was like ah yeah. <laughs> I in love this the it was for yeah. stuff like that in this it said you should go watch Citizen Ruth <laughs> yeah, really like, yeah. that's funny so what else did you like about um, it? Or what uh, you were Well, with the style the itself, it was stuff like uh, early on, there's a scene where uh, Reith Witherspoon's character in, I guess it's in Matthew Broderick's mind, is talking to him. And you just see her lips come yeah. down from the top of the screen. And like, you don't see when anything. He's in like, the... yeah, just stuff like that. Or whenever, even though the editing is terrible with this, whenever he's having sex and the faces come on, like just little stuff that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, that are just nice touches to the the movie. I I loved the humor in this and the the irony of a lot of things that were going on. It's spot on. Yeah, it, it's really good. It was just a fun watch, man. Um, I don't know. I, there's not a whole lot I didn't like about this movie. I love the. I thought Reese Wizard uh, Reese can't even speak Reese, Reese mm-hmm. Witherspoon. Yep. was perfect for this role. Yeah. Um. I did see something where it said, uh, you know, Melissa Joan Hart had auditioned, Ooh. which I could see her doing that role, too. Well, especially at the time it's an yeah. MTV movie, I could see yeah. it happening. Ooh. Yeah, I could see her fitting that. But how did MTV pull this out? That's what I was going to say. You can see a little bit of that MTV movie style in this movie. Uh, it's hard to say exactly movies. what They did, it but is, this but... was the, I believe, second film produced by them. Right. Their first one was a movie I love, but it's not Shakespeare. It's called Joe's Apartment. Oh, yeah. It's been so long <laughs> since yeah. I've seen Joe's Apartment. What's the one about the the college roommates that kill, uh, what is it? They kill, uh, they kill the other guys. So something wait. dead. Yeah. Uh, dead man on campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's seen a that great one. MTV movie. Mm. <laughs> well, like but the MTV one. brand does not exactly inspire confidence in right. me. So, not anymore. But yeah, back in the 90s, it well, did. Well, no, uh, no. I think you were just a teenager yeah. in the 90s, no. man. That's yeah. all there is to it. I just, we just you always wanted awesome to be ones. popular. So you were saying there? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Mikey's like, geez, when's this movie going to be over? I want to watch some more uh, 3 a.m. video. 3 a.m. video. Uh, it's Matchbox 20. Oh, I never was a fan of Matchbox 20. Sure you weren't. Mm. No. I love just how seriously... How this unimportant thing is taken in in the world of the movie and of the characters, like when sure. Reese Witherspoon tears down all the the stuff and she has to get rid of the evidence. I had a memory of Jared when we had done something a little questionable without stating exact exact things, where he's not going to get in any trouble. But he's so afraid that the cops are going to be on to him that he oh. drives home taking back roads in the middle of the night thinking he's being chased. Like when Reese Witherspoon is driving with the bag of torn up uh, banners and she's looking in her you mirror should, like thinking she's being followed. Like, uh, You should probably just say what you were doing that for so people don't think you're well, a criminal. I didn't know if Jared wanted me to. A uh, very short story of it is 
Mikey and I left our apartment <laughs> oh. after getting evicted in a very bad way. Uh, we sh- set off fireworks at 3 a.m. and then drove away. No, I was just because you know that showed the people that yeah. who kicked us out for not paying our bill. Well, Eric was the one that blocked Jared in there. The paranoid yeah. himself. Man. I was just thinking, not saying that you shot off fireworks is Makes probably going to be worse. worse than actually yeah. just telling people you shot. Yeah. Off so, so to take it out on the apartment complex, you know, who were so unjustly <laughs> wanting their money for <laughs> for their own. How dare they? Whoa, whoa, whoa! So, First of all, there wasn't anything whoa, against whoa. the apartment. We just thought it would be funny. For one, yeah. we hated the neighbor downstairs, and he was always complaining about noise yeah and we shot him off right next to well not right next no to we so, didn't yeah it was so everybody. as so yeah. as uh well. as mikey lights the fireworks right <laughs> and he's e- expecting some supporting laughter from the two people standing behind him all he hears is footsteps as jared and i are running to our cars <laughs> yeah and doors close and then right uh, about the he's like what the fuses and i turn around and you guys are well, Eric's parked right in the well, middle, so Jared can't get out. In a, yeah, in a, <laughs> in a move of uh, spontaneous genius, Jared was so scared that all I could think to do was to back up and block him in so to, so he couldn't get away. And he's hated me for that ever since. Um, it was amazing. It's one of those things where this story slightly embarrasses me because it's like there's no part of the story that I can excuse as like I had some justification. Childhood yeah. mischief. I guess the yeah. best part of that yeah, story for me is something stupid in their younger years. Yeah, and that's pretty the only one. That's so. pretty, pretty mild. mild. The yeah. fact yeah. that you mild, d- yeah. took back roads home, thinking the cops were coming after you, that just <laughs> goes to show how often he does anything crazy. Yeah, yeah. You should have seen how par, <laughs> how paranoid. All right, so when America, I guess it was 1999 because we went oh, and saw American yeah. Beauty once, and then. It was a time when me and Jared spent a lot of time in movie theaters, so yes. I guess we just went to see anything and ended up in Reindeer Games. Oh. Uh, and about five minutes into Reindeer Games, I think we were both just like, let's just go watch American Beauty yeah. again. And uh, so we just left and went in to see American Beauty and like... You would have thought Jared was trying to sneak cocaine across the border or something. Oh, <laughs> An usher came in and he was like, oh, he's uh, sweating. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I bought a relax. ticket for a movie. It was a rated R film for a rated R film. So, like, the only thing they would get us on is the fact that, like, you switched movie theaters without right. seeing the other movie. And it was like an empty yeah. movie theater. It yeah, wasn't like right. it was sold out or something. Yeah, you you do have a tendency to get a little scared for no reason. (laughs) Uh, Election. The only other thing I'll mention before we move on to somebody else is my absolute favorite part of this movie is when the janitor turns him in for (laughs) (laughs) for throwing the the Chinese food on the floor. Yeah. Oh, when they when they show the flashback and then like cutting away from the janitor's face and you just see the the Chinese food hit the floor, like I'm gonna get you back. Oh. It's it, it, it's perfect, man. Oh. This movie is so cleverly written. Uh, it's to that point. I mean, who even remembered the thing about the janitor? Right? Yeah. I mean, I was actually yeah, very yeah. glad that they put the part with the thing hitting. I, I often make fun of movies sometimes for giving dummy uh, information. I did. Yet I think most it, people would not have made that connection. Right. And I don't remember. I've seen this movie back in when it came out in 1999. I don't remember what uh, if I understood who he was until they showed that or not. Hmm. Have you seen uh, my stapler? That's the same guy, isn't it? No, no, no. it's not. Are you I sure? Was like, what are you doing? Yeah, not the even the biggins thought it was. I know who that guy is. It's definitely not, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely not, Mikey. I promise you. 
I know who that guy is. Yeah, All right. That's not him. Yeah, he's in Dodgeball. He's in a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Not the same guy. You basically just disrespected his whole career. No, oh, well, true that. I don't know. Uh, that dude. Nick, what is it about this movie that you love? You picked this movie. So. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess a lot of things. I think the overall thing about this movie I love is how it's the innocence of the, all of the characters mm-hmm. kind of juxtaposed with like these horrible things they're all doing to each other. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know how you get away with a teacher student affair and making it seem funny. Yeah. yeah. But this movie somehow does it. Uh, My favorite part of what you're talking about there. And it's one of those moments early on that makes you me go, this is going to be awesome. Right. It's when she is talking about how she wasn't looking for a father figure. <laughs> yeah, and then yes. goes on to describe all the qualities that yeah, he had were of think, things that women look right. in their fa- for their and their like, fathers. It wasn't that at all. He just made me feel really safe and he was strong. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay. That part cracks me up so much. <laughs> yeah. I think part of what makes that, like you said, okay, where normally you're like, how does, how do you watch that? And, and, not hate that about that person. Well, they ruin that guy's life. Like, yeah. right. you know, they, they don't show a happy dearly. ending for yeah. him. Like you see him bawling in tears. You see, <laughs> yeah, you see his wife when they show, when they showed that card that he made for her, Ugh. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> when he circles that the window. That card itself is hilarious. Yeah. Right? When he circles I mean, looks... the window in Maui and it's like you and me. <laughs> like, <or whatever. laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. And, um, just like the hatred that they get for Reese Witherspoon, like maybe I'm being manipulated, but I don't care. Like she's not really doing anything. He's so annoyed. By wrong, her but Broderick. yeah, like you kind of take Matthew Broderick's stance on this movie, where it's like he's the one who's being ridiculous. I mean, he's the adult in this movie, and he's yep. rigging a high school election. I mean. If someone told me that about a real teacher I knew, I'd be like, that is the most petty, ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Also, he's cheating on his wife. Yeah. And, like, he's not a good person. And no. yet, you end up rooting for him somehow. A little bit. and Yeah, a little bit. And you kind of want... You're telling me when he threw that drink at that car, you weren't that rooting for him. That part's bad. Let me throw out a theory here about why I'm okay with him. If Election was solely his film... I don't think I'm with him. The fact that they do the brilliant thing of having four narrators yes. makes it so that I have some separation from some of the characters. If I if the narrator and the sole main character of this movie was the Matthew Broderick character, I probably would not be as okay with him as I am. The well, only decent, like really nice, good person in this movie was Paul Metzler. Yes yeah. and no. I mean, what did he do? He didn't the do only thing he was... did was, you know... Become girlfriends with uh, his sister, which, which he had no, no idea. idea. He did, but he knew true. that there was bad blood there. By bad, he issue had he, he had no idea. He you just, are he coming at said, it from a yeah. more intelligent angle than he is capable of. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He, he did just say, like, "Isn't life weird?" Yeah, one minute. Well, I do love too that how everyone else like thinks their life, you know, kind of got worse. Yeah, even even uh, you know, Flick when you see her. Her life looks good on the surface, but you see her not smiling until she's required to smile. Like, it's a brilliant thing, you know, kind of thing. The only person that seemed like they're like when Paul's like, if I had won, like if I had become president, I could have died. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's the only one that thinks he's better off. Like uh. the, the character that I love, the the part with Paul that really strikes out to me is, 
Um, the scene where basically all four of the characters end up praying. And his just innocence, and (laughs) I don't know, man. It chokes me up every time I watch it, yet at the same moment, there's a very big laugh in the middle of it when he thanks the Lord for his well-endowment. Yeah, I I don't know. That part with it, it's just like, he's so lovable. And then you go to the scene at the end where he's talking to Matthew Broderick about all the aspirations he has and stuff like that. He wanted to have a carnival for... Muscular dystrophy. dystrophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love um, uh, Reese Witherspoon's prayer, too, because yes. it's kind of like God owes her something. Mm-hmm. Like You can just see her character's attitude. And it's yep. like, uh, I'm going to need to ask a favor this time. I need you to really go the extra mile and all this kind of stuff. Things always with her are kept with smiles and then escalate. And then calm down. Right. Do you want to know they did something, too, uh, with her at her house that I loved? Is they kind of showed part of why she she's like she is. They yes. show their, her mom come in and say, well, maybe if you had done this yeah. or this. Yeah. Like, they show that she's everything never that you happy need or to know satisfied. About the character. Yeah. So it's like she's constantly just trying to, you know, make her mother proud. Well, and keep mom. in mind, it's another part of the story that is not talked about much, but she did not grow up with a father. And she grew up with a mother who has overbearing um, yeah. expectations of her. And, and is successful herself. Yes. Uh, I think so. Well, kind she's, of. Well, she's, no, they played her off that she wasn't, she wasn't really successful until the end. Then all of a sudden, she, her mom worked for a law firm because she played the victim role. Reese Witherspoon yeah, was always I, playing the victim role. Even yeah. Successful, know, not rich, but she, I mean, you know. Well, she was a success that she had a job and she, you know, but she wasn't, you know, everything was a hand-me-down with all the George. I mean, she didn't get a and, free truck on her 16th right, right, birthday, yeah. kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's always this victim, you know, she's the victim of all this stuff with all these horrible people, yeah. which is the one thing I didn't like about her. Uh, I do like how all the characters you find out through their narration are just so completely unaware of themselves. Yeah. yeah. Like the father figure thing with Reese Witherspoon, the homosexual thing with uh, Metzler's, what's her Tammy. name? Tammy. Tammy. She's not a lesbian. Right. It just so happens that, because she loves only people, I will, but yeah. it only happens that every single person she's ever fallen in love with is a woman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Matthew Broderick had one too that I can't remember. He had one that was like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what it was, though. I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. I don't know. But, yeah, even uh, Paul and, like, how overdramatic he is about not being able to play sports and, like, like how serious it is to him. And you kind of get that very true teenage thing with a lot of the characters in this movie that, like... They just take things way too seriously. They don't realize how unimportant these things are in the lo- long run of things. One of the better scenes in the movie to me is the part where Paul, in his own way, is trying to talk to his sister about events that he doesn't quite understand, but he's trying to let him let her know that he holds nothing against her and loves her and... Uh, that mo- that scene is just like there's so many conflicting things going yeah. on there. He even votes. I mean, he doesn't still- vote for himself. Yeah. Like he's just so. Innocent. You're still my sister, even if you are adopted. Oh, and- oh, <laughs> oh yeah. that but was you know crushing. what? Again, that's like there's I no malice that. in that. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. just so innocent. You know. In his head, he's trying to show her, like, listen, we're not even blood, but I love you even more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but in- still hearing it, it you're just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What else did you think, Mike? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll hand it off to Mikey. Mikey? See if he fills in some blanks. Um, 
I liked the movie. I thought it was pretty good. Um, what specifically do I like about it? I like it when Nick looks around at everybody else to find out if they're as bored as he is. <laughs> How do you do this every time? Every time. Oh because gosh. it's my job. Um, we need like theme music for when Mikey derails <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> like Could a train crash music? or something. Clown music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're doing it right now. Anyway. Um, no, I liked it. it. It had a really good story. Um, I thought the f- I thought the filming, I think this guy, which now that you say it's about Schmidt, I, I haven't seen about Schmidt in forever. But I remember about Schmidt being kind of shot almost the same way. It's almost like a it really is. dry. Yeah. It's like dry. Oh, I forgot it to mention he did really Sideways good. also, which is oh, an yeah, absolute okay. favorite of mine That's, also. Okay, well, see, that explains a lot. Um, it's It's got this real like kind of almost indie feel to it, which I do. I like it. It's indie, but it's good. Um, that was one thing that I did like about um, the photography of the movie. Agreed. Um, yeah, story. movie looks sharp from the moment uh, the the part with the the sprinkler on the mm-hmm. the football field. I was like, mm-hmm. this movie looks. It has a very good look to it. It's not an expensive look, but what it does is it it has a very good aesthetic that I think makes yeah. the movie even better. Well, it makes very simple things look good, like a sprinkler. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you don't have to pay a hundred thousand dollars to get a shot of a sprinkler. You can do it for five bucks. But anyway. Um, so yeah, I um I, I do like the story a lot. Uh, the the one problem, well I guess I'll get into that in the negatives. But yep. uh, um like the story, I like the goofy kind of like what we were talking about how every character basically at the beginning of the movie sits there and within the same sentence just contradicts themselves. Yeah, and makes them all look like jackasses. Is that is that okay? Sure, jackasses? I think so. Okay, I just want to double check. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know he gets a little weird about, you James know, no, pirate fighting. ships and stuff like that. But uh, so, um, I mean, what else? I mean, all, even all the way down to the music. I mean, it was it was a very well done movie. The music was really good. Yeah. It's like movie. Kill Bill music in there. Like, yeah. Whenever yeah, that, I, and I had like, the same all, thought. It was all different. Well, it wasn't all different. But, you well, know, whenever they, they would show like... Uh, uh, Tracy B. Flick yeah. being mad or whatever, like yeah. it would play like some like western kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sound I'm not like. sure what that song is, but it is used in Kill Bill. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I liked how this movie is very funny, yet the story is not goofy. It it has a point to tell, and it tells it very well. Yeah. It feels very fast-paced, too. It does. Like it yeah, this movie does not slow. It's, it's very I quick. loved the pace of this movie. Like, yeah. There was, it had a, like, a chance to be very boring mm. because of what it was, but I thought it was great. Yeah. The way they paced it, it just worked out well. Um, I would also say that this is one of the better casted films. Yeah, Each character is so fitting for who they are. Chris Klein, from what I understand, was uh, found for this movie. He was, yeah. uh, they were scouting for the film uh, for high school, and they really? came across him, and they got into audition. I know a lot of people seem to have dogged on his career. I think Chris Klein is genius. I He kind of generally, I don't know if he's typecast. Plays similar roles. I mean, yeah. if you look at like this or like Wilfred, you could almost yeah. see this. It being a grown-up version of Metzler, you know? Yeah. Kind of dumb. He's really good in American Pies. Oh, yeah. I love them in American Pies. Yeah. American Pie came out in 99, too. Yeah. Where I, did this guy's career start? 
probably around this, this time. Thing, probably I, this I read movie. that this was his debut movie that they so found this him was, for and this. then he wound up getting another movie right after that. That's incredible. That's yeah. kind of how things happen in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. not in the same year. Uh, have you ever heard? Especially if you're a new actor, it can be. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe no. like said, someone knew someone from one of the other ones. Is like, dude, you got to check. Maybe it was be. the same casting director. You that don't know. Be. That could be. Uh, have you ever seen um, "Say It Isn't So"? Yeah, not it's one of the of. lesser known Farrelly Brothers movies, I guess, or just not one of the more uh, successful with, uh, ones. With, he, uh, he was uh, the, Heather Graham. He was with the, the one with the leading. sister thing. Yeah, it's Heather Graham. Yeah, I don't think I have seen that. It's pretty funny. I like. I it. thought it was pretty funny. They're another group but, of guys that I loved and have not made anything in over a decade that I enjoy. Nah, uh, true. It's sad, but true. Yep. I think that should probably about do it for uh, what I like. No, you know what? Let me say this. I love the wrapping of this film. Um, yeah. The stuff at the end, I, I love when movies have... I, I'm a sucker for long endings. Uh, that's one of the reasons I love the Return of the Kings uh, oh. 12 endings that people talk about. But, uh, there were so many endings. You know, that part, Mikey, I think, already mentioned it. When he throws that, I think it's a shake, right? Well, well it's, in a, a it's in a Pepsi cup, cup yeah, which I like the Pepsi cup. reference to. Like, yeah. I think they yeah. put milk in it so it would actually yeah. stay on there so you'd see it. Oh, I love I, that part. I think part. that's what they did. But then, like, even after that, there's that one little part where he's uh, uh, the... What do you call it? What's the person that shows people around a museum? Uh, I don't know. Tour guy. Tour guy. Tour guy. Tour guy. And that one little girl, girl? is yeah. trying to ask a question and he won't go. Anybody? <laughs> it. It's perfect, man. That is. That that is that uh, as Let's a teacher, uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> There's always that. You know usually what? usually a girl. In retrospect, because you know I've grown up and look at the world differently, I was that raise your hand kid uh, for a long time. No Not go. all the way through school. At a certain point, I just stopped caring. <laughs> but yeah. uh, mm. there was a, a time earlier on where I was the, ooh, I know, pick me kind yeah. of kid. And I look at that scene like there and I'm just cringe. like, I... But not even a cringe of, like, I cringe because I'm in the same perspective of Matthew Broderick. Like, I would not want to pick that kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone else. Like, not the kid who's just so excited. Yeah. I tried that one time, and I was wrong, and I never raised my hand again. <laughs> it's the, it and Mikey's right. whole yeah. life was shaped. That's, That's kind of how I am with things. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into what we don't like about the film. I don't think I have anything to say. Uh, I don't think every moment of this movie is perfect, but... I really cannot come up with something that I am willing to highlight as a dislike for me. I'll um, go next, Jared. Sure. Go ahead. Okay, good. Go ahead. I didn't want you guys to take this one because I know one of you will. I did not like the fact that Reese Witherspoon got away with that whole sign thing scot-free. It was my one problem with this movie. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That should not be a dislike of this film. It's Look, I gave it four stars. I'm not saying it completely ruins Mikey, the movie. Mikey, you're not <laughs> supposed to like that she got away. That's part of his point. Yeah, but at the end, though. that's Well, that's why I don't say this, Jerry. Throw it somewhere. You, it's okay you know to dislike saying? something about the uh, path that the story takes. Like Right. Like, I'm not saying the I, whole I have movie a hard stinks time. because of it. I'm just saying my one... So it's, to- li- it's disliking something because it wasn't the way that you wanted it to go? So you're telling me you didn't want to he see doesn't like, get punished for Nick it? Nick doesn't like No Country Old Men because of the ending. Ba-ba-da. I'm just saying, because of the ending. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but he doesn't like the whole movie, though. And I have just... I told Nick that he's wrong for that? 
Yeah, but it's yes. his. Uh, he yes, has the right to too. not like it because if that's why he doesn't to admit like it. That I'm wrong about it. I don't really care. But. I will say this: you, you, you always jump on Mikey because he never has an answer. He finally has an answer, and you go, <laughs> "I'm gonna <laughs> teach him." Yeah, you're like I'm a gonna, teacher. I have you're to like teach him to not do it. Now, now I'm just never gonna yeah. discourage him. Mikey's never gonna raise his hand again, Jared. Yeah, I find it disconcerting when people. Count off points of a film because it didn't do no, didn't something that off. they wanted. I didn't. No, no, no. First of all, I didn't. It, it was, didn't bring uh, it down to a five be, just because of that. I mean, it's the reason why the, uh, re- the reason why I'm saying that is because it's my one nitpick with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, other than that, I don't really. Hold have on, let anything. me just turn Mikey down here. <laughs> Oops, we have some technical difficulties. <laughs> I was going to say that was the number one reason why uh, it's a wonderful life did not was not a successful movie when it came out it was everybody was so angry that Mr. Potter never got caught for what he did. Yeah. But Spoilers, I, don't the movie, though. I mean, I'm not sitting here talking trash on the movie. I'm talking good about it. I That's it. the difference. See, like Wadiker over here, he hates no country for old men just because of the ending where I'm just saying that this That's is the one issue true. that I had with the movie that I still like. Well, he so, said it because it is true now. So I think it's the only way it could be. Uh, for the story, I will admit that, of course, I wanted her to get her comeuppance. Yeah. She could have gotten them, though, at but the, the end fact of the school that, year. The fact that she doesn't makes this movie better. And you I expect agree. her to live her life still lonely. And basically what you have in this movie is a, I don't know, parody, maybe satire. Satire. Of, this is satire. Of a political drama mm. set in a school. And so the politician who does something mildly unethical in the beginning by the way i do think it's hilarious how much matthew broderick's character talks about ethics and morals in the beginning yeah. of this yeah. movie <laughs> <laughs> that's generally what the whole movie is about you know that politician's not going to get found out for that she's the high-powered person who's going to be successful no matter what she does but she should she could have. They could have thrown it in there. Like it didn't have necessarily have to affect the story. It, pre- you like know, everything what? could have happened. She could have won the election, and then all of a sudden, here comes, you know, Chris Klein's sister, and oh, look at this! I had a video recording the whole time, or whatever. You know, I mean, there could have been something that didn't necessarily affect the story that they could have done to give her her comeuppance. That's all I'm saying. I'm um, saying my point is that her comeuppances, when you see her graduate and she can't smile, but then knows she's supposed to smile and turns on the smile. Yeah. To me, well, that is that. her comeuppances. She's getting what she thinks she wants, but she's living a life that's basically unfulfilling and lonely. But that's a life that she's chosen, though. Yeah. Her comeuppance would be a life that she's not did she? chosen. Did she choose it or did her mom choose it? Well, the woman that it. writes to Mrs. Bob Dole... <laughs> And ask her what her daughter can do to be more successful. Connie Chung. Connie Chung. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't don't know how to talk about this. This doesn't make any sense to me. Also, I want to throw out, how about those automatic seatbelts in that Geo? Oh, I had a car. I had two cars with automatic seatbelts, actually. I had one, but I hadn't seen those in so long. You just reminded me about something I love, They are the worst, man. It's when he drives the car, and he's so happy, and it looks like he's driving through Italy. And then he pulls up, and it's just the Geo. Stuff like that thrown into a movie is very... I don't want to say risky, but like it's very offbeat. It's a movie like this that makes me really sad for Matthew Broderick's career. I don't know. You mean you weren't happy with Godzilla? Garbage, man. 
or yeah, a lot he, of he garbage. may have done a lot of bad movies. Yeah, as but far his as I know, been pretty decent. Well, because he had the stage stuff, right? right? He was in the producers and stuff. Uh, this movie and Ferris Bueller's Day Off are the only two things he has ever done that about I see as worth anything. I don't. I like loved War Games. Games as a kid. Speaking man. of Ferris it's Bueller's true. Day Off, through this movie, I kept imagining that this is where Ferris Bueller's life has led him up. to be a teacher after trying so hard not to be in school as mm-hmm. a teenager. I thought mm-hmm. it was fun. Like when he skips me, out, he's going on imagine. in a Ferris Bueller adventure for 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I love that he bought Russell Stover's chocolates uh, <laughs> and me. Walgreens flowers to make that, everything special. That part is hard to watch. Oh, it's yeah. so desperate. Uh, if, when, so once bad. you know what's happening, like when I know that's coming, I'm just like, oh man, I almost want to fast forward. It's so hard to watch that part. That's mm. so... He it's, gets stung in the eye. He gets oh, just slowly and slowly more... Sad, like yeah. just pathetic, I guess, as that scene goes on until he comes home and he looks horrible <laughs> and his life is ruined by the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what did he think? What else did you not like? Yeah, well, were we supposed to be talking about things we don't like? Uh, that was it. You know, I have a hard time with it in this movie. I don't know. Reese Witherspoon not getting her come up and you can say it. Jared, nah. Jared won't come after you. I will say on a professional on a professional level, there's no way a teacher gets fired for rigging a high school. Election. I did think about that. Yeah. Um, not a chance, man. Maybe if it was his first year or two, but he's still teacher not even of the year three. He out of might years. not get a new contract if he was a brand new teacher. That might be something they'd be like, yeah, well, we just don't have room for you next year. But there's no way he gets fired over that. Well, not he he well, resigned. He did resign. Remember, it made national news because it's one of those ones that people just, you know, email to each other. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like, it was just before the... Email. Yeah, yeah just, just before the viral kind of thing could actually be... Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a word for viral no, at that point. Nah, I'd never heard of a viral video no. in 99. No, did you watch this viral. movie in 99? No. I'm, this is the first time I'd ever guys, seen it. I saw it when it was released shortly after it was on video. Yeah, this is my first I time. I have... I, Wait, this, this is the first time you've seen the movie? Yes. What a weirdo. Yeah, I never saw are. it until this year. Really? I think I wrote it off back in 90. Or you know what? it was it, MTV? Yeah, and I had seen Jailbait, you know, like, uh, yeah. I'll pass. But also, it was 99, man. I mean, yeah. even good movies got overlooked in 99. Agreed. it was just so many As good we ones. saw with Three Kings. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I did see Three Kings, though. <laughs> but I don't mm-hmm. know. I must have just got lost in the shovel. For Jared, there was American Beauty and hardly anything else at that point. Oh, no, so no, 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 no. I was that that year. I was in full on cinema, pure. It's true, uh, but let's <laughs> let's not kid here. You would not shut up about American Beauty oh, yeah. for a long time. I was obsessed. You were with more that than film. I've been with Mad Max Fury Road. That's probably true. Yeah, Which I can say I something. spent more time in the theater that year than I probably ever have since. Yeah, I spent yeah ninety six through ninety nine. I spent a lot of time in a theater. Yeah. And, and then hardly any in the year 2000. And it was the only place with heat. Not near as much. Yeah, 2000 was terrible. Uh, Nick, is there anything that you can point out that you didn't like about the film, though? Nah, I mean, nothing I can really point at. I think the overall kind of depressing aspect of this movie. Yeah kind of maybe takes something away from it for me but not really that i think it's a i don't know man there's it just doesn't have Even the depressing stuff is funny it's missing yeah. like a 
intangible aspect for me that would just like push it over the edge. I'm not really sure what it is. Maybe just not entirely up my alley, but all in all, I think it's a great movie. I can't really point at anything. I think they did wrong. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. Eric. Uh, I'm not going to add a whole lot because I'm in the same kind of boat. Um, I just got the vibe. You, It's a thing we've kind of talked about. There's a difference between a 4.5 and a 5. There's not much of a difference. But for me, you know when it's a 5. You don't question it. Agreed. For me, I just don't, I don't feel like this was a 5. I feel like it did everything very well. It was, in, in fact, it blew me away because I wasn't expecting it to be that good at everything it was doing. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love all the characters. I love the story. But to me, there's just something about it that goes, this isn't a perfect movie to me. I will say maybe because of the time that I've seen it and how many times I've watched it since that maybe this movie has grown in my yeah. head. But, I mean, guys, I've seen Election probably 15 times. Really? I love this movie. It's one of those, it's a go-to to show to people. Interesting. I remember, like, showing it to Christine being, like, so pleased that she liked it. <laughs> and then you asked her to marry you that night. Treat. <laughs> um the third time Christine and I ever hung out, uh, she came over to my house and I cooked dinner and I told her to pick out a movie that I had in any movie and we'd watch it. And she picked out the Big Lebowski and I was like, yeah, I'm going to marry this chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, guys, I again, I think I have to reiterate. I, I don't know if I have anything to say bad about this film. I, I love literally every aspect of this movie. Every storyline wraps itself up perfectly and yet it serves the whole entirely uh it's funny it tells a good story it never sacrifices drama for humor and the humor is never wait did i say that right never sacrifices. neither one is sacrificed for the other that gotcha. the comedy makes sense contextually the drama always serves its purpose while never getting in the way of the comedy and i think this movie is just i'm through the move uh, moon on this film I think the biggest aspect of the comedy in this movie is that the characters within the movie take it so much more seriously than yep. it should be. Yep. I'm like, they're not in on any aspect of this joke whatsoever, mm-hmm. and that's what really makes it funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think you guys got anything to add on election before we... Uh, yeah. Uh, do you know who wrote the novel for this? Yeah, it's Tom Pirota, whatever. Yeah. How you Pirota pronounce it. It's the Pirata. guy that wrote the TV show that we are yeah. obsessed with, The, uh, the oh, Leftovers. Oh, he wrote the novel that The Leftovers is You based know what? On. I even looked that up, and I didn't. the name didn't trigger for me. Well, because the name was like, I know that name. What else has he written? And then I was like, when I saw Leftovers, I was like, oh, of course. He wow, wrote The nice. Leftovers. The only other thing was... Um, I didn't realize this when watching the movie, but it makes sense when you think about the numbers. I saw a thing that said that if uh, you actually count the votes as they were, uh, Tammy won. Yes. But she they, won with 290. Yeah. Yeah. If they threw out the, what, whatever they called them, uh, you know, forget what the term they used for it, but the yeah. ones that they did, were not able to count because her name wasn't eligible. So, yeah, I found it funny that it's like she actually did win. Not only did she win, she won by a pretty good margin. I don't think, did they actually say that in the thing? They just said, you know, 250, they're this person, 250. He says something about... It's 289 for whatever it was, the votes they're throwing out, and he said mostly Tammy supporters and kind of laughed. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember that line in there, but I remember them saying there was like 803 total like right. people registered to vote and only 801 ballots counted or something. So it's like when you're like 250 something each, I'm like, well, yeah, that does add up where hmm. somebody hmm. else won. 
Yeah. Tammy. Yep. It's kind of interesting. Or don't vote at all. Uh, who cares who about cares? this stupid election? You and then what? she comes back with, who cares? I do. <laughs> vote yeah. Tammy. When uh, I was going to uh, Eureka High School, my freshman year, there was a kid who made a speech eerily similar to that one. It was pre-99, too. Really? So this movie had not come out. Yeah. It was basically like he got up there and he's like, I'm not... I'm not qualified for this position. I don't really care. <laughs> like he went on for a while. It was very similar to the same speech that That's she funny. made. Did he win? No, oh. <laughs> not even. Not well, even you know why? Because they rigged that election, Mikey. Good I mean, point. he put up Good signs point. in the halls that said like vote for Pete. He loves Puerto Ricans and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, like, he oh, could not movies. have taken it less seriously. Mikey, you're always trying to get rid of government corruption. Why not get rid of student government corruption? Why don't you make that your platform? You could actually get something done. I don't have to go to school. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to like, do that. I wasn't yeah. welcome there. Yeah. yeah. Mikey does have an associate's degree. <laughs> Probably because he was wearing his trench coat <laughs> every day, if you know what I mean. Yeah. That was only in high school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. I think we can close the book on election. Uh, Eric, it is your pick for the week. So oh. what movie are we going to be able to watch this week? Hot Fuzz. Hot <gasps> Fuzz. All right. I was almost going to pick it last week. Yeah. Simon I... Pegg, Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. All right. Excited. So uh, Hot Fuzz is our movie for next week. And until then, cue it up.